Welcome to Sound Prints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prints for the week of August 8, 2021. The following calls are being held on the KCB Zoom line during the next couple of weeks. The number is 669-900-6833, and the code is 862-9889-6972. All are welcome to join these calls. The Savvy Owensboro meeting will be taking place on Tuesday, August 10, from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. Due to the increase in COVID cases, in Davies County, Savvy will not meet in person this month. The program will be presented by Priscilla Rogers from the American Printing House for the Blind Connect Center. The presentation will explain vision loss assistance programs that are available to those in need. We hope that you join Savvy on this call. For more information and questions about Savvy, contact Cheryl Lott President at 270-686-8689 or Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will host its next roundabout on Friday, August 13. The activity will be in person from 5 to 9 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville. The first hour will consist of individualized activities and socializing with friends. There will be dinner at 6, cost is $6 per person, and then following dinner at around 7 to 7.15, we invite everyone to join us on the Zoom line and we'll be playing bingo until around 9 o'clock. If you attend in person, we remind you to make your return rides between 9 and 9.30 p.m. So far, we've had a good amount of success with return rides from Roundabout. For more information and to let us know that you'll be attending, call us at 502-895-4598. And remember that you don't have to be a member of GLCB to attend Roundabout. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Board meeting will be on Saturday, August 9 at 11 a.m., on the Zoom line. ACB Families invites everyone to attend our business meeting on Sunday, August 15 at 9 p.m., also on the KCB Zoom line. We will be drawing for door prizes from our convention registration at that time. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision invites everyone to its next Low Vision Support Group meeting on Wednesday, October 18, at 7.30 p.m. The roundabout on Friday, August 20, will include individual activities, dinner, and music following dinner at the United Crescent Hill Ministries. The time is from 5 to 9 p.m. On Saturday, August 21, the Tri-State Library users will hold its monthly meeting at 11 a.m., and this meeting will include a book club. 
The book for this month is The Martian, and we hope that everyone will read it as it's really an entertaining book. Plan to come and participate and to help plan future activities of the Tri-State Library users. Again, it is on the KCB Zoom line. For a complete calendar of events sponsored by KCB and its chapters, visit our website at www.kentucky-acb.org and follow the events link. We remind you that the American Council of the Blind will hold a special membership meeting on August 14 at 8 p.m. Eastern and another meeting on Sunday, August 15 at 4 p.m. Eastern for the purpose of amending the ACB Constitution to provide for electronic voting at future ACB conventions. Every member, whether attending a convention in person or virtually, would have the opportunity to vote. Please plan to use your ACB ballot information which you received for the ACB convention. Zoom information and ACB media broadcast information is the same as for the convention. If you have questions, call the ACB Minnesota office at 612-332-3242. In advance, please do not wait until the day of the meeting to try to resolve any issues related to your voting. At the Greater Louisville Roundabout this past Friday, Debbie Dethridge presented a very informative demonstration of the SHIPT app and discussed other delivery services as well for items such as groceries, household items, and other things that could be ordered via the apps and delivered to your home. We bring you an edited version of this demo on page 2, and we hope that you will enjoy it and find that it gives you some ideas for ways to obtain groceries and other products if you don't have someone to go to the store for you or if you don't wish to go on your own. On page 3, we have an edited version of the ACB Families Campfire from the 2021 ACB Conference and Convention. At the campfire, Jack Fox and Jill Fox, both talking book narrators at the American Printing House for the Blind, read some selections and answered questions. We hope that you enjoy the ACB Families Campfire. Remember to call or email us with your suggestions, feedback, and ideas for Roundabout. We always like to hear from listeners. Call the Kentucky Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Page 2. I was asked to demonstrate the SHIPT app, and that's S-H-I-P-T, not like some of the speech pronounces it on our iPhones. <laughs> yeah. So, since Carla gave me her credit card earlier, we're going to go shopping. <laughs> Can I get mine, please? Yeah, right, I'm sure. Double tap to open. Page two of shopping folder. Opening ship. Okay, now, 
I like shipped because you can either pay a yearly fee or um, you can either pay a yearly fee or a monthly fee. And we pay the $14.95 a month. And so I like that because you don't have to come up with it all at one time. And as long as you have $35 worth of groceries, which doesn't take much today, your order is free. If you don't have uh, $35 worth of order, uh, groceries, it's $7. They just add another additional $7, which isn't too bad either because if you go in an Uber or Lyft, you're going to spend that much anyway. It's really easy to use. And so I have it set on Kroger. It says Selected Store Kroger. I'm going to tell you what other stores you can shop at. And Kroger. Active button. Kroger. Active button. For me, I bet you would. Well, I thought I thought we were ordering on Carla tonight, so. I really want some Kroger. Kroger. Double tap to change to GNC. Double tap to change to GNC, which is a health food place. Double tap to change to Bed Bath and Beyond. Bed Bath and Beyond. Meyer. You can you, you can I believe you can order other stuff. I've gotten like uh, there's been a couple times I I don't think they uh, you uh, I don't think you can order clothes from some of this stuff because I think they're afraid that you know if it doesn't work then you've got to take it back. But I don't think you can order uh, clothes, but you can order. Other, like I ordered, I've ordered tablecloths before, like your plastic tablecloths. I haven't done a lot of non-food items, but we can take a look. Double tap to change to Meijer. Double tap to change to Target. Target. Page two of two. Double tap to change to Target. You can. We've done bills. We've done coffee pots, uh, razors, uh, you know, shavers. Um, we see what a what a. Uh, we knew of somebody that ordered a cordless phone from Target. Uh, so yeah, you can order other, you know. Double tap to change to Target. Double tap to change to CVS. CVS. Now I haven't looked on there to see. I haven't done much with CVS. Double tap to change to Petco. Petco, which is Double tap pet. to change to Office Depot. Office Depot. And, office and I haven't button. looked around there either. Double tap to change to Office Depot and, and office I think box. that's your stores. So Kroger active. We're gonna Kroger, we're gonna go back active. into Kroger. Selected store. Estimated delivery. Search Kroger. And it says search Kroger. Text field. And usually what I do is I usually search for what I'm looking for. There may be I don't think they have like like on the Kroger app itself, you can go into, um, you know, the different categories. And I'm not sure that that's uh, an option on ship. So I usually just search for um, what I'm looking for. So Natalie mentioned ice cream. So if you know what kind of ice cream you're looking for, you can put that in. But we're going to just do ice cream. Inserted ice cream. Search. Search. Home tab. Kroger Deluxe Vividly Vanilla Ice Cream. 
Kroger. Fluid ounces. On sale for $2.99. Now, I don't think you get the, the disadvantage of going with shippers. I'm not sure that you get the... All the, all the time you get the sale prices. It may be a little, I think, I've checked before and the pricing may be a little different, like if they've got, you know, something on sale, but we've got Kroger Deluxe Vividly Vanilla Ice Cream. Kroger Vanilla Ice Cream. Drumstick Lil Drums Vanilla and Chocolate Ice Cream Cones. Drumstick Ice Cream. On sale, M&M's Cookie Sandwiches with Vanilla Ice Cream. Oh, M&M's, oh, yeah, thanks. $4.79. Feature. You're right. Vanilla drumstick ice cream cone. M and page two of five. Have happy on hand. But Kroger Deluxe Fun Munch Cookies and Cream I Good Humor Ice Cream and Have Happy on Hand. Page four of five. Skinny Cow Cookies and Cream Ice Cream Set. Snickers Ice Cream Bars. Six count. $5.49. Okay. So let's say I wanted these Snicker ice cream bars because they're really good anyway. So I tap the Snickers ice cream bars and it comes up and shows. And in about the middle of the screen, there's an add to cart. So if I added it to cart, it says one product in cart. Now, if I wanted to increase that by one, I would go... Add one to cart. It says add one to cart. Add one to cart. So I'm going to do that. Two products in now cart. Now it says two products in cart. So I go back out of this. Close product details. Button. Close product details. Search. Now, they give a little bit of a description, but not much. We'll Snickers go back in. Snickers ice cream. Snickers selected. Made with creamy peanut butter ice cream. Made with creamy peanut butter ice cream. Some uh, caramel and crunchy peanuts and covered in a chocolate shell. Snickers ice cream bars are a delicious treat that takes satisfaction to a new. Sometimes it gives more description than others. Now, so this is search ice cream. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna tap on that in the top left hand corner. And you have to, if you do a search for something else, you've got to get rid of what you had before. But not out of your cart. So, um, what else does somebody want to look? Oh, I know. Soft drinks. Inserted soft drink. Search. Search. Mountain Dew Soda. Six count. 16.9 fluid ounces. $5.89. That's, that's the six count. Soft drinks, have, unless you catch them on sale, soft drinks. I usually, if, if I want soft drinks, most of the time, I'll go ahead and use the Kroger app, and you've got to pay a delivery fee for that, but sometimes you get a better deal, you know, if you use the Kroger app, because you don't get, that's one thing I've noticed about soft drinks, is you don't get the sale, like if Kroger's has got the 12 packs, four for 12, you're not going to get the sale price on the shipped app. Kroger delivers through Instacart, so if you want to use, you can uh, go in and, you can use Kroger's through shipped, but if you want to use the Kroger app, they're going to use Instacart for their delivery.
I've used both. Um, I like most of the time, occasionally, last week we had a couple of uh, issues, but most of the time on the Ship app, the person, the shopper will text you, they don't have this, what do you want? And sometimes they'll um, send a picture and I'll just send a text back, I can't see pictures, and you know, most of the time they're like, oh, sorry about that. And I haven't, I've been meaning to call Ship to see if you can put that you're visually impaired and can't see pictures in your profile so the shoppers you know know that and, but most of the time I just send them a text back but most of the time they'll say like today we got an order and I had peach yogurt in there and they didn't have the particular kind that I wanted and so uh, they said they have you know I said well how about Kroger yogurt and they texted me two different kinds of Kroger peach yogurt that they had and I just you know wrote them a text back and said which one I wanted you have an account, you set up an account, and you have to have some kind of either a credit card or debit card or something in there um, to set up your account. And they're really good if you uh, get something or if, if they substituted the wrong thing and they haven't contacted you um, and they just went ahead and subbed it, you know, then they're really good about, you know, refunding money if you call and say look the shopper didn't tell me that they were going to this isn't what i wanted they didn't contact me um then they're really good about uh refunding your money since i don't use the kroger app a whole lot i think you can do it well um now instacart has a separate app and yeah, you I don't right i just pay the um the fee each time i do it because i don't know i don't think if you use the Instacart app, you don't get the sale prices. So, uh, so if you there's not a subscription that I'm aware of. If you use the Kroger app, you just would pay the delivery fee each time. About the only time that I use the Kroger app is if we're getting soft drinks because most of the time, like we shipped, they charge fourteen ninety five a month. You can order as many times, as long as you have a $35 order, you can order as many times a month as you want and only pay the $14.95. If I use the Kroger app, I'm going to have to pay that $12, $10 or $12 each time every week. So it kind of depends on what I want. As I said, I mainly use the Kroger app if I'm, if I'm uh, getting soft drinks. <clears throat> You're thinking about okay, so I have to pay to have it delivered, but gosh, by the time you go to the store, and you, have you go to the store, you have you find somebody that might know what they're talking about or might know what they're uh, doing, because from what I understand, they don't have too many people to help people shop anymore down there, and they're going, you know, they've only got one or two lanes open, I think now for. Uh, it's all it's mainly gone to you scan and so and like my dad he's offered he offers all the time to either get stuff and occasionally he'll get stuff for us but you know he's getting older and I'm like why well, take his time my time to go down to the store and it comes to me you know when I want it to and I go nowhere and occasionally I have gotten stuff that 
I haven't ordered and I haven't paid for it. And in that case, you just... And it sends you an email. And occasionally, you... I usually try to go through my list because accidentally, sometimes, I've not thought I've done it, but accidentally I've added something to my cart that... Um, one oh one week we I got this stuff and it was like it was frozen vegetables. I'm like, what is this? And it was like ochre or something. I'm like, how did that get, how did that get in my cart? Well, apparently I was looking for something and accidentally touched it and added it to my cart. So um, you need to eat more vegetables. Well, it was probably a sign, yeah. They will leave it. Most of the time, they will knock on your door. You will get a you will get a, a message that says, "Thank you for using shipped. Your delivery is on its way." And then sometimes they knock on your door, and sometimes they don't. I mean, it just uh, most of the time they do though. But if you have an idea, like, and you can also select like when we first did did this. Our selected store was the Kroger down here. Well, we all know that they don't have much of the selection down here. So I called Shift and said, I want my selected store to be the Hubbard's Lane store. So they can do that um, if you want it. But, you know, and they'll send you a text saying um, your delivery is on its way. And most of the time, you know, they'll be coming right, you know, to you. So you know it's going to be about 10 or 15 minutes to get from there to here. Um, but, uh, you know, and you can, you might be able to put in, uh, you know, please knock on my door. You know, you might be able to put that in the notes. I'm not sure. Or you can text them, can you knock on my door when you get to my house? And sometimes, they'll, you know, like today, they asked the uh uh, shopper said, do you want me to bring him in for you? And so some, it just depends on the shopper. But most of the time, they're pretty, you know, they're pretty good. And if you, you know, have a bad experience, you can call shipped and, you know, I think you can rate them low and you won't get that shopper, you know, again. Um, but we've had very, you know, very few problems with them. It could be really good and it can really be bad because then you find out about, I think it was cookies I was looking at and found out all these different kinds of cookies. So sometimes it can be bad because sometimes you find out about stuff that you didn't know they had. Oh, that sounds good. Add it to the cart. Well, before you know it, you've got an extra $20 of groceries that you didn't plan on buying. So it can be really good and really bad. Because sometimes you'll say, you'll go to the store, well, what kind of cookies are there? Well, what do you want? You know, it's like, yeah. yeah. So there's good and bad in it. Now, and you can also do, let me go back to the ship uh, app a minute. You can, like, if sometimes there's stuff, like, I know they have Deer Park water. I'm going to demonstrate this. Deer Park water. Search, 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 map, button, check, check the spelling, sorry, the results were found for, 
Okay, I know Kroger's carries Deer Park water, but it didn't come up on their app. It, so you can add a special, it's called Add Special Request. Add Special Request. So I'm going to do that. Maybe I'm going to. Deer Park Water 24 bottles. Inserted Deer Park Water 24 bottles. Add to cart button. And it, and it added it to cart. So when they get my list, they know it's a special request because sometimes you'll find stuff that you know the store has, but for whatever reason, it's not on the app. No, Dollar Tree is not on, uh, you're not going to find probably stores like that um, on these, you know, these apps. What about Walmart? Frozen meals. Uh, Walmart has its own app, um, and there's a Walmart uh, grocery app, and uh, if you're wanting, well, if you're wanting non-perishable, or if you're wanting groceries, I think you have to use the Walmart grocery app. If you're wanting anything non-perishable, then you can use the just the regular Walmart app. Search. Search that. I don't... Marie Callender's chicken pot pot. Ten ounces. Okay, they have a Marie Callender chicken pot pie. Ten ounces. And it $3 and... So if you're not sure what kind you want, sweet earth awesome Mongolian beefless frozen meal, 8.5 Hungry Man meal, a chicken with mac and cheese. Zero in card. A page two healthy choice simply chicken broccoli Alfredo, 9.15 ounces. On sale for three dollars and forty-nine cents. Original price three. Marie Callender's Kansas City style pulled pork mac and cheese bowl. Eleven ounces. On sale for two dollars and eighty-nine cents. I don't think it will do that. Zero in card. It probably doesn't. It probably doesn't. I don't think we can. We can go in and look, but I don't think. It won't, and I don't know. I'd have to call them and suggest that. I don't know if there's a way that they can, you know, add that, you know, or if it'd be too much information for them to add it. But selected, keep frozen. Must be cooked thoroughly. Microwave oven cook only one at a time. Cook on high four minutes. No okay. I didn't. Now that's one thing I wasn't because I usually don't pay attention that they do have instructions cook on four minutes. So I didn't know about that. We have found it, you know, quite helpful. So if you pay your monthly fee for shift, that covers where you're shopping, whether you're shopping in Kroger or Correct. Shopping at whatever stores. If you decide to, let's say you decide to order at Target, and, and then you turn around a couple days later and order from Kroger. You can do that 
you know, and if you don't have $35 or if you even do have $35. Now, I haven't, and I don't know if you can do this or not because I think it'd probably be too confusing. I haven't tried to order from two different places at one time. I'm not sure you can do that, but, you know, if today I, we ordered from um, Kroger and then let's say the Sunday Target ad comes out and wanted some stuff from Target, then you can do that, you know. And if it's not $35, then all you're going to be charged is an additional seven. Or if it is $35, then you won't be charged anything. And then let's say, okay, next Thursday or Friday, we want to do another ad, another order to Kroger. Okay, well, as long as it's $35. So you can do as many, you're not limited to only four times a month or you know, two times a month um, in shipped. As long as it's $35, uh, you can order as many times as you want in a month. Which, as I said, today doesn't take long. Over a year, I think we've really... It was kind of interesting when the pandemic really first started uh, trying to find certain things like toilet paper and uh, things like that, but um, yeah, we've been ordering it for a while. So you have plenty of experience with that. Oh yeah. Yeah, sound like it. Any other questions? And if somebody downloads the app and, you know, needs some help, um, I don't want to help you. Page three. Hello and welcome to ACB Families. We are going to have a really good session today. We are at the ACB Families Campfire and we're going to have some good stories and some good conversation about camp and a lot of fun. And we have two really great guests with us today. Before we begin, I want to welcome everyone who is here. I'm Carla Rushable, president of ACB Families. If you want to be sure and get more information about families, and you can join it by sending an email to families, plus subscribe at acblists.org. Families plus subscribe at acblists.org. If you have not registered for families, we invite you to do so. We're going to be drawing for lots of door prizes after the convention, and we hope that you will, if, if you haven't registered, if you'll go back to your registration form and add families registration um, into that, uh, into your list of activities. So with that, let's, uh, it, let's welcome our guest, Jack Fox, who is a well-known talking book narrator throughout the country, and his daughter, Jill Fox, who is also a talking book narrator. Both of them are with the American Printing House for the Blind, and we welcome you all so much and are just excited that you are here. Even though there are still people coming into the session, we're going to go on and start with our um, stories and so on. So, Jack, I'm going to just turn this over to you all, to you and Jill, and uh, you can take it from this point. Uh, I will invite people to ask questions at different points. Um, 
when there's a break in, in their stories and so on, we will invite your comments and also your questions for Jack and Jill are going to be welcome. So, so Jack and Jill, the time is yours. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. I uh, visited with you some last year. I thought we'd bring Jill to the campfire this year, too, and uh, add a little more class to it, you know? <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> uh, we thought we'd each uh, read a story uh, fairly, fairly not real long, but a little bit, a little bit uh, not one of the real short ones, and pause after each one, let you have comments or questions. I'll read one, and then uh, we'll pause and have any questions or comments, then Jill will read one. And then we'll talk some, and then uh, we've got a little bunch of little short ones we'll drop into. If that'll work for you, we'll just do that. That work okay? Yes, that's that's great. Go right ahead. Well, this first one is uh, from Mark Twain. You may have heard of him before. This was advice he gave to youth in 1882. Being told I was expected to talk here, I inquired what sort of talk I ought to make. They said it be they said it should be something suitable to youth something didactic, instructive, or something in the nature of good advice. Very well. I have a few things in my mind which I've longed to say for the instruction of the young. For it is in one's tender early years that such things will best take root and be most enduring and most valuable. First, though, I will say to you, my young friends, and I say it beseechingly, urgingly, always obey your parents when they are present. This is the best policy in the long run because if you don't, They'll make you. Most parents think they know better than you do, and you can generally make more by humoring that superstition than you can by acting on your own better judgment. Be respectful to your superiors, if you have any, also to strangers, and sometimes to others. If a person offends you and you are in doubt as to whether it was intentional or not, do not resort to extreme measures. Simply watch your chance and hit him with a brick. That will be sufficient. If you shall find that he had not intended any offense, come out frankly and confess yourself on the wrong when you struck him. Acknowledge it like a man and say you didn't mean to. Yes, always avoid violence. In this age of charity and kindliness, the time has gone by for such things. Leave dynamite to the low and unrefined. Go to bed early. Go to bed early and get up early. This is wise. Some authorities say get up with the sun. Some say get up with one thing, others with another. But a lark is really the best thing to get up with. It gives you a splendid reputation with everyone to know that you get up with the lark. And if you get the right kind of lark and work at him right, you can easily train him to get up at half past nine every time. There's no trick at all. Now, is it a matter of lying? You want to be very careful about lying. Otherwise, you're nearly sure to get caught. Once caught... You can never again be in the eyes to the good and pure what you were before. Many a young person has injured himself permanently through a clumsy and ill-finished lie. The result of carelessness born of incomplete training. Some authorities hold that the young ought not to lie at all. That, of course, is putting it rather stronger than necessary. Still, while I cannot quite, quite go, uh, go quite so far as that, I do maintain, and I believe I am right, that the young ought to be temperate in the use of the great art until practice and experience give them the confidence, elegant, and precision, which alone can make the accomplishment graceful and profitable. Patience, diligence, painstaking attention to detail, these are requirements. These in time will make the student perfect. Upon these only may he rely as the sure foundation for future eminence. 
Think what tedious years of study, thought, practice, experience, went to the equipment of that peerless old master who was able to impose upon the whole world the lofty-sounding maxim that truth is mighty and will prevail, the most majestic compound fracture of the fact which any woman born has yet achieved. For the history of our race and each individual experience are sown thick with evidence that a truth is not hard to kill and and that a lie well told is immortal. There is in Boston a monument of the man who discovered anesthesia. Many people are aware in these latter days that that man didn't discover it at all, but stole the discovery from another man. Is this truth mighty and will it prevail? Ah, no, my hearers. The monument is made of hardy material, but the lie it tells will outlast it a million years. An awkward, feeble, leaky lie is a thing which you ought to make your unceasing study to avoid. Such a lie as that will has no real permanence, no more than an average truth. Well, you might as well tell the truth at once and be done with it. A feeble, stupid, preposterous lie will not live two years, except it be a slander upon somebody. It is indestructible, then, of course, that it is no merit of yours. A final word. Begin your practice of this gracious and beautiful art early. Begin now. If I had begun earlier, I could have learned how. Never handle firearms carelessly is more advice I would give. The sorrow and suffering that have been caused through the innocent but heedless handling of firearms by the young. Only four days ago, right on the next farmhouse to the one where I am spending the summer, a grandmother, old and gray and sweet, one of the loveliest spirits in the land, was sitting at her work when her young grandson crept in and got down an old, battered, rusty gun which had not been touched for many years and was supposed not to be loaded and pointed it at her, laughing and threatening to shoot her. In her fright, she ran screaming and pleading toward the door on the other side of the room. But as she passed, he placed the gun almost against her very breast and pulled the trigger. He had supposed it was not loaded. And he was right, it wasn't. So there wasn't any harm done. It's the only case of that kind I've ever heard of. Therefore, just the same, don't you meddle with old and unloaded firearms. They're the most deadly and unerring things that have ever been created by man. You don't have to take any pains at all with them. You don't have to have a, you don't have to have a rest. You don't have to have any sights on the gun. You don't have to take aim even. No, you just pick out a relative and bang away, and you're sure to get him. A youth who can't hit a cathedral at 30 yards with a Gatling gun in three quarters of an hour can take an old empty musket and bag his grandmother every time at 100. Think what Waterloo would have been if one of the armies had been boys armed with old muskets supposed not to be loaded and the other army had been composed of female relations. The very thought (laughs) will make one shudder. There are many sorts of books, but good ones are the sort for the young to read. Remember that. They are a great an inestimable and unspeakable means of improvement. Therefore, be careful in your selection, my young friends. Be very careful. Confine yourselves exclusively to Robertson's sermons, Baxter's Saints' Rest, The Innocents Abroad, and works of that kind. But I've said enough. I hope you will treasure up the instructions which I have given you and make them a guide to your feet and a light to your understanding. Build your character thoughtfully and painstakingly on the, uh, upon these precepts. And by and by, when you have got it built, you will be surprised and gratified to see how nicely and sharply it resembles everybody else's. Who also said one time, 
never miss a good chance to shut up. So I'm going to do that with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on then to um, Jill. Do you have a story for us now? I do. This um, slightly different tone. This is an excerpt from a book called I Think I Love You by Alison Pearson. This is a novel about um, a woman looking back at her 13-year-old self who was absolutely in love with David Cassidy. So, his favorite color was brown. Brown was such a sophisticated color, a quiet and modest sort of color, not like purple, which was Donnie's favorite. I wouldn't be seen dead in purple or a Donnie cap. How much would you have to like a boy before you went out wearing a stupid purple peak cap? Honest, it's amazing the things you can know about someone you don't know. I knew the date of his birth, 12 April, 1950. He was a typical Aries, but without the Aryan stubbornness. I knew his height and his weight and his favorite drink, Seven Up. I knew the names of his parents and his stepmother, the Broadway musical star. I knew all about his love of horses, which made perfect sense to me because when you're that famous, it must be comforting to be around someone who doesn't know or care what famous is. I knew the drum, I knew the instrument he learned to play when he was lonely, drums. I knew the name of the dog he left behind when he had to move away from New Jersey. I knew that when he was a boy, he was small for his age and had a squint and had to wear an eye patch and corrective glasses, which must have been hard, harder than for a girl even. I didn't wear my glasses if I could help it. Only in class for the blackboard, though I couldn't see well without them. And it got me into trouble a few times when I smiled in the street at total strangers who I mistook for members of my family. A few years later, when I got contact lenses, I was stunned by the trees. They had leaves, millions of leaves, with sharp edges, and so defined they looked like God had made each one with a pastry cutter. Basically, before I was 16, the world was one big impressionist painting, unless I screwed up my eyes really tight to bring it into focus. Some things, as I would discover, were best left to blur. Back then, I wasn't interested in, the, interested in the real world. Not really. I answered my parents' questions. I gave the appearance of doing homework. I lugged my cello into school on my back. I went down to town on Saturday afternoons with the girls who sometimes felt like friends and sometimes didn't. But I was living for him. I knew exactly where he lived in California, in a canyon. The canyon was like one of our valleys, only much bigger. We said much bigger. David said way, way bigger. Way was American for much. America was so big that Americans would drive 100 miles just to have dinner with someone, and they didn't think that was a long way to go. In America, way to go means you've done something well. Way to go, baby. And they have gas instead of petrol. In other words, I had learned were cool, and mad, and bathroom. You have to be careful because a bathroom is not a bathroom in America. It's a toilet. I just like knowing American words because they brought me closer to him. When we met, it would be important to retain my individuality, which was one of the top things David looked for in a girl. In every interview I had read, David said that he preferred a girl to just be herself. But to be honest, I was unsure who myself was, or even if I had one. Although I still maintained a touching faith that this unknown and as yet undiscovered me would be deeply appealing to David when we eventually met. How could I be sure? 
the understanding in his eyes told me so. Still, I reckoned that meeting David would be awkward enough without any unnecessary confusion, so I did my best to pick up American. It would be tricky to go to a bathroom in his house in Los Angeles, for example, and find there was no bath in it, wouldn't it? Or imagine someone say, imagine saying someone was mad. David would think that I meant they were angry. Crazy means mad in America. Back then, I couldn't imagine David ever being angry. He was so gentle and sensitive. Sorry, do I sound mad? Donnie Osmond's a moron, Sharon said firmly. She was kneeling on the floor, picking at the staples in a centerfold with her thumbnail, trying to free a male, a male torso. The slender, headless body was naked to the waist and practically hairless, except for a fine golden down just above the belt, which boasted a heavy bronze buckle. It looked like the doorknob to an Aztec temple. I don't think Donnie's a moron, to be honest with you, I said carefully. All the Osmonds are morons. I read it in a magazine, she insisted without looking up from the poster. There was a prickle in my throat like a piece of trap wool. I badly wanted to correct Sharon about the Osmond being morons, but our friendship was still too new to risk a disagreement. We liked each other because we agreed. We agreed because we both thought David Cassidy was the most wonderful boy currently alive and maybe in all of human history. At 13 years of age, I couldn't imagine the luxury of having a friend you could disagree with. If you disagreed with her, you could fall out. Then, before you knew it, you'd be back out there in the playground by yourself, sighing and checking your watch every couple of seconds to indicate that you did have an arrangement to meet someone and were not, in fact, the kind of sad, friendless person who had to pretend they were waiting for friends who did not exist. Donnie's a Mormon. I think it's a religion they founded in Utah, I said cautiously, trying the sounds in my mouth. I knew exactly what Mormons were. Donnie's studies were part of my deep background research on David. I knew everything about the other Osmonds, too, just in case, even Wayne. At a pinch, I could have given you the star sign of every member of the Jackson Five and details of their difficult upbringing, which was in such contrast to their carefree, joyful music. You know, I can never hear the opening chorus of Rock and Robin without a spasm of regret for what became of that remarkable little boy and all his sweetness. Even as a child, I had this overdeveloped sense for tragic biographical information a sort of twitching inner radar for distress. I may have been the only one not to be in the least bit surprised when Michael Jackson began to take leave of his adorable black face and painful cosmetic stages. You see, I understood all about hating the way you looked and wanting to magic away the child who made a parent feel angry or disappointed. When you grow up, they call this empathy. When you're 13, it just makes you feel like you're not so horribly alone. Well, at the start of that year, several things happened. Jillian, she was never just Jill, lent Sharon to me as my special best friend. I was really happy, you know, but I sensed the loan could be called in any minute if Jillian's infatuation with Angela, the new girl from England, never cooled. The uncertainty gave me this feeling in my stomach like I was on a ferry or something and couldn't get my balance. Most nights, I woke with a fright because my legs were kicking out under the sheets as if I had to save myself from falling. Another thing was the headmaster told me after assembly 
one morning that I was going to play the cello for Princess Margaret when she came to open our new school hall. She was the queen's sister, and the Lord Mayor and some people called dignitaries were coming. But the really big news was that David Cassidy had postponed his tour of Britain after having his gallbladder removed. Two girls in Manchester were so upset they set themselves on fire, according to the magazine. On fire. My God. The thought of the passion and the sacrifice of those girls. It burned in our heads for weeks. We hadn't done anything that big for him. Not yet, anyway. The cancellation of the Cassidy tour at the start of 1974 was a bitter blow, but it also came as a relief. It gave me more time to perfect my plan for meeting David when he came later that year, maybe in autumn. He would call it the fall, which seemed perfect to me. I knew that somehow I would have to travel to London or Manchester because Wales was so small it had no concert venue big enough to hold all the fans. I wasn't sure how I'd get there. No money, no transport. A mother who thought any singer who wasn't Diedrich Fisher dishcloth shouldn't be allowed. But once I got there and was safely outside the concert hall, I knew that everything would be fine. I would be hit by a car. Not a serious injury, obviously. Just bad enough to be taken to the hospital by ambulance. David would be told about my accident, and he would rush to my bedside. Things would be awkward at first, but we would soon get talking, and he would be amazed by my in-depth knowledge of his records, particularly the B-sides. I would ask him how he was enjoying the fall, and if he needed to use the bathroom. It would not be weird at all. It would be cool. David would be impressed by my command of American Jews. He would smile and invite me to his house in Hawaii where I would meet his seven horses and there would be garlands round our necks and we would kiss and get married on the beach. I was already worried about my flip-flops. Yes, it was a kind of madness. It didn't last all that long, not in the great scheme of a life, but while I loved him, he was the world entire. <laughs> very good, very good. And that's it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh yes 13 year olds <laughs> absolutely i'm agnes from colorado and i really enjoyed jack hearing all your stories last year and i'm enjoying it this year and as y'all read it i think about some of my camp experiences i had attending lions camp in uh, illinois for four years in my much much younger days thank you where are you in Colorado, Agnes? Where are you in Colorado? I was going to tell her Jill was born in Colorado, born in Denver. I live in Greeley, Colorado, but prior to moving to Greeley, I I lived in Denver for about uh, seven years. Jill was born in Swedish Hospital in Denver. <laughs> All right. My goodness. Was Jack, was that while you were Jack Frost? I was Jack Frost on KOA Radio, yes. Huh? Yep. <laughs> but a while ago. <laughs> so but well, you, they, didn't, you didn't have an identity problem since he was jack frost right <laughs> yeah go ahead viola there you go hi carla and Hello. everybody and jill and jack i have read many many of your books oh jill yes david cassidy i was a big <laughs> fan 
I had his picture above my bed. And as a blind person, I remember asking my sister, okay, so on this picture, where is, are his lips so I can know, so I can kiss them? And she showed me, oh, there were things like that, you know, and it was fun. It didn't last long either, but it was fun. Yes, yes. Well, thank you for the read. It was good. Hi, this is Josette calling from Vancouver, B.C., and uh, I had the pleasure of meeting both of you at the ACB convention in 2008 when they had the reception um, in Louisville, Kentucky, with the APH narrators, yeah. and uh, and I enjoyed the sessions last year as well, and of course, as Viola just said, I've read many, many of your, um, both narrating your books. Um, I really enjoyed, Jack, the first one you did on um, uh, Mark Twain. Oh, um, Mark Twain, correct. Uh, I think he has a really interesting, dry sense of humor in all the um, uh, rules and regulations about some of the stuff. That was fun. Keo, you may unmute. Aloha, guys. Aloha, Jack. Nice to see you from last year. Yeah. And aloha, Jill. Hi. <laughs> I'm I'm from Hawaii. Um, I really enjoyed your reading of the Hans Christian Andersen fairy tales. Oh, um, I oh, I forgot about. It. It's been a while, and I so enjoyed doing that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Did you did you like the conclusion of the Little Mermaid, or was pretty sad when you read it? I will be honest with you. I mean, it's been long enough ago. I don't quite remember it. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you like it? What did you think? Um, it was pretty sad. It was it. I, you know, ever since the Disney version came out, it was really different. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> many of the stories—they are not Disney-fied stories at all. The, the original stories are not, are they? No, and of course, Thumbelina was different in the movie as well. So, um, by the way, if you guys see Gary Tipton, tell him I said hello. Oh, will do. I see him often. Almost every every time I'm in there, I see him. I'll do that. That's great. He's a great guy. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Carla. All right. Thank you. How about if we have another story, and then we can have some more questions and comments, and um, and you know, chat a little bit more. Okay. I've got a short one here. This is a very short one, but I think you'll enjoy it. It's called "A Priest and Nun in Winter." A priest and a nun were lost in a snowstorm. After a while, they came upon a small cabin. Being exhausted, they prepared to go to sleep. There was a stack of blankets in the corner and a sleeping bag on the floor, but only one bed. Being a gentleman, the priest said, Sister, you sleep on the bed, I'll sleep on the floor in the sleeping bag. Just as he got zipped up in the bag and was beginning to fall asleep, the nun said, Father, I'm cold. He unzipped the sleeping bag, got up, got a blanket, and put it on her. Once again, he got into the sleeping bag, zipped it up, and started to drift off to sleep. When the nun once again said, Father, I'm still very cold. He unzipped the bag, got up again, put another blanket on her, and got into his sleeping bag once again. Just as his eyes closed, she said, Father, I'm so cold. This time he remained there and said, Sister, I have an idea. We're out here in the wilderness where no one will ever know what happened. Let's pretend we're married. The nun purred, that's fine by me. To which the priest yelled back, get up and get your own stupid blanket. And that's the story of it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Thank you.
All right. Uh, Michael, ahead. you may unmute. Good evening, Jack and hey, Jill. Funny, good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to remember that the next time Allison says she's cold. <laughs> I'll be in trouble, though, but I'm going to blame you. <laughs> I think uh, you might uh, might not last very long trying to get away with it. Yeah. Uh, probably not, but it's great to see y'all. Yeah, good to be with you, Michael, always. Appreciate your daily messages. All right, thank you. Again, thanks to Cindy Laban for hosting, to Jeff Bishop for streaming, and especially to Jack Fox and Jill Fox for coming to share our family's campfire. We'll hope to see everybody at more ACB Families activities in the future. Thank you very much. Our pleasure. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, Call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.